Good morning, everybody, and welcome to St. Andrew's Salter Lane Church this morning, uh, or whenever you're watching it online. Welcome. Uh, we're having notices again at the uh, beginning this morning, uh, just to explain why Cheryl is uh, leading our service again today, because unfortunately, Naomi is still ill. She is on the mend now. She has got uh, antibiotics that are doing their job, but she has had... Uh, from the horrible cold that's not COVID that many people have had over this winter, um, but it's gone to her chest and she has she really has been pretty unwell and uh, she's still got no voice. So please remember her in your prayers, but she will be back soon. Um, yes, a couple of other things, uh, not in the notices at all. Um, a film at St. William's uh, Catholic Church on Ecclesall Road on Friday at seven o'clock of the um, famous Bethlehem sermon that was given just before Christmas. So if you'd like to um, attend that, I'm not quite sure what, whether you just turn up or whether there's any booking involved, but that's at uh, St. William's on Friday. Lots of other important notices, please have a read of them. And as I say, we welcome Cheryl to lead our covenant service this morning. Thank you, Caroline. And for those of you who are worried about uh, an Anglican priest leading the covenant service, may I remind you that the unworthiness of the minister does not profane the sacrament, so we'll be fine. God dwells with all people. God will make a home with them. They shall be the people of God, and God will be with them. We stand to sing, let us build a house.
Let us pray. Glory to God, the source of love who created us, who continually preserves and sustains us, who has loved us with an everlasting love and given us the light of the knowledge of glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who, though he was rich, yet for our sake became poor, and was tested in every way as we are, yet without sin, who proclaimed the good news of the kingdom and was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross who was raised from the dead and is alive forever and has opened the kingdom of heaven to all who trust in him, who is seated at God's right hand in glory and will come to be our judge. Glory to the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, by whom we are born into the family of God and made members of the body of Christ, whose witness confirms us, whose wisdom teaches us, whose power enables us, who will do for us more than we can ask or think. To the one God, creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit, all praise and glory forever. And now, I think our children are going to junior church. They are great. We're looking confident about that, so have a great time. Please sit for our readings from Scripture. A reading from the prophets. Jeremiah 31, reading from verses 31 to 34. A new covenant. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. 
for the word that inspires us. A reading from the epistles, Romans 12, reading from verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for the truth that enlightens us. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 15, reading from verses 1 to 10. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in me, in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Life is best lived in collaboration with others. That's certainly been true for me this week. Although I'm the one fronting it up, this service is a collaborative effort from the whole team. And I'm especially grateful for Judith's work in making sure that I have everything I need. 
I'm also grateful for Michael, who gave me some helpful history and context to better understand the covenant service. This week, I'm grateful for the support and prayers of friends as I've navigated some personal pain. And I've learned to expect God to speak through the events of my week, any week I have to prepare a sermon. Or perhaps it's just that I'm better at noticing God speaking when I have to write it down. The last thing I did before sitting down to prepare this sermon, walking my dog in the general cemetery, led to a conversation with a lady who turned out to be a Quaker. And she was here with us when we worshipped together with the Netheredge meeting back in October. She spoke of how helpful she'd found our shared silence together as we grappled with the beginning of the conflict in Gaza. Indeed, life is best lived in collaboration with others. And lest I doubted it, finally, when I'd written the sermon, was ready to print everything out, yet again, my printer failed. So Julie's spouse, Stevie, very kindly printed all these things out for me. Where would I be without that collaborative help? You could say that Naomi and I have been having a bit of unplanned collaboration in the last few weeks. Her sermon for the last Sunday of 2023 invited us to consider what word God was calling us to speak into the world, not just as individuals, but as a collaborative congregation. I then wondered what God was inviting us to lay at the feet of Jesus to free us for this covenant service and for speaking this word. Today, I invite you to think with me about how we get clarity on the word that God is wanting us to speak. Now, I didn't know until this week that the covenant service arose out of the love feast tradition that early Methodism took from the Moravian Brethren, and that this included both fellowship with one another and sharing testimony of how God was moving in people's lives for mutual encouragement. The idea of the covenant itself is, of course, biblically grounded, but it comes from the Puritan Richard Allain, who believed that reaffirming our covenant with God should be an annual practice for every Christian. Importantly, this reaffirmation takes place within the circle of God's generous and gracious love, which enfolds all who will receive it and is part of our response to that love. It is itself an act of collaboration because we make it together as the whole faith community, as we share in communion with God and with one another. Unfortunately, our Bible readings set for this service have more to say about this. Preaching to the exiled community 
Jeremiah offered encouragement that despite their covenant breaking, through God's gracious forgiveness, the vicious cycle of failure was ended. God was moving towards God's people and reaffirming their identity. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer would exterior aids to understanding and living out God's plan for humanity be necessary. Instead, they would be transformed from the inside in heart and mind. Habit theory tells us that the human brain learns new habits best by learning a new identity and then we enact the habits of that identity. So a new character can be formed as we learn to know by heart who we are called to be. God gives us a new story in company with one another, sharing the gifts of forgiveness and renewal equally among us all. Paul's letter to the Romans, too, bases ethical teaching on our knowledge of who God is for us. We can trust our new identity in Christ because we know that God is trustworthy. We are transformed by our relationship with our trustworthy God through Christ. We discover who we are in Jesus as God's image is restored in us. And the identity that we find in Christ is the very identity that we were created to bear in the beginning. We know who we are because we know who God is. And when we truly know who we are, then we know how to behave. All this is focused in the word which John uses in his farewell discourse, abide. I had already decided conveniently that abide would be my word of the year because I love doing things like that. And I wanted to do more abiding. It's a sad irony of my life that nothing has improved my relationship with God like retiring from ministry. Now, finally, I feel that I can take the time to abide. Of course, this is ridiculous. And I sadly admit that my ministry might have borne more fruit if I had stopped the endless running around and spent more time abiding then. But our world is constructed to discourage abiding. Our digital age, with its constant comparison and knee-jerk responses, continually ramps up our anxiety. As church-going numbers continue to decline, institutions become anxious just like people. And this chronic anxiety is translated into demands for new initiatives, new programmes, new ways to get bums on seats and keep them there. 
But my bums on seats does not translate into more people feeling able to abide. And so our very anxiety prevents the renewal that we long for as we become more and more disconnected from God and from one another. We cannot stay still long enough to form a relationship with anyone. We are too busy hiding, worried about how we look, to walk with God in the cool of the evening. To abide is to be committed for the long term. It is to be at home in. And it takes time for anywhere to truly become our home. God's invitation to abide is an invitation to become part of the eternal relationship of the Trinity. Love bids us welcome. We cleared out the clutter last week so that there was room for God to abide in us so that we could ourselves abide in God. There is nothing more important that we can do with our time than abide, than strengthening that connection with God and in God with one another. That sense of connection will sustain us when the going gets tough, because pruning can sometimes feel painful. But it is necessary for greater fruitfulness in our lives. The world will tell us that we must at all costs feel good every moment of the day. But feeling good does not lead to growth. Only abiding can do that, as we learn to live in collaboration with God and with one another. Taking the time to abide gives time for our hearts to learn the habits of discipleship. As we abide, we are led deeper into who Jesus is and who we can be in Jesus. We relax into a deeper openness to God's transforming presence and life-giving words. We become willing to face the truth about ourselves and to welcome the pruning of whatever is preventing us from bearing fruit. We learn to recognise the voice of the Good Shepherd calling to us. We are able to wait on God to give us the word that we are to speak into the world. Life is best lived in collaboration with others. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Amen. We sing together like the murmur of the dove song. Mm -hmm. 
please be seated. God made a covenant with the people of Israel, calling them to be a holy nation, chosen to bear witness to his steadfast love by finding delight in the law. The covenant was renewed in Jesus Christ our Lord in his life, work, death and resurrection. In him all people may be set free from sin and its power and united in love and obedience. In this covenant, God promises us new life in Christ. For our part, we promise to live no longer for ourselves, but for God. We meet, therefore, as generations have met before us, to renew the covenant which bound them and binds us to God. Let us then seek forgiveness for the sin by which we have denied God's claim upon us. Let us pray. God of mercy, hear us as we confess our sins. For the sin that has made us slow to learn from Christ, reluctant to follow him and afraid to bear the cross, Lord, have mercy. For the sin that has caused the poverty of our worship, the formality and selfishness of our prayers, our neglect of fellowship and the means of grace, and our hesitating witness for Christ. Lord, have mercy. For the sin that has led us to misuse your gifts, evade our responsibilities and fail to be good stewards of your creation. Lord, have mercy. For the sin that has made us unwilling to overcome evil with good, tolerant of injustice, quick to condemn and selfish in sharing your love with others, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me, O God, in your constant love. In the fullness of your mercy, blot out my offences. Wash away all my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Give me the joy of your help again and strengthen me with a willing spirit. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, to all who truly repent, 
This is his gracious word. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. Would you please stand if you are able? (coughs) Beloved in Christ, let us again claim for ourselves this covenant which God has made with his people and take upon us the yoke of Christ. This means that we are content that God appoint us to our place and work, and that he himself be our reward. Christ has many services to be done. Some are easy, others are difficult. Some bring honour, others bring reproach. Some are suitable to our natural inclinations and material interests, others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and ourselves. In others, we cannot please Christ, except by denying ourselves. Yet the power to do all these things is given to us in Christ, who strengthens us. Therefore, let us make this covenant of God our own. Let us give ourselves to him, trusting in his promises and relying on his grace. Lord God, holy God, since you have called us through Christ to share in this gracious covenant, we take upon ourselves with joy the yoke of obedience and for love of you, engage ourselves to seek and do your perfect will. We are no longer our own, but yours. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Before I read the prepared intercessions for the covenant service, let us hold before God some of the things that trouble us. Dear God, we pray for Gaza, the death, the destruction, whole families wiped out, children orphaned, 
so many displaced. The pain and the fear is unimaginable. In the words of the Amos Trust, may the peace of the sunbird song be heard once more on the shores of Gaza. May the peace of the Nays lament wash over the hills of Bethlehem and may justice flow like a river, like a never-ending flood. Yet, despite the trauma, we are all able to give thanks and rejoice. Rejoice that Rana and her children have been found after four weeks of searching. Everyone feared they were dead. In response to the Houthi attacks on cargo ships in the Red Sea, their bases in the Yemen have been bombed. Perhaps this has reduced their weapons, but it will never lessen their willingness to fight. Lord, we fear an escalation of the crisis gripping the Middle East, that this will set the region alight. The war has already spread. We pray that all nations in the region will heed the words of Martin Luther King Jr. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Dear God, lately our thoughts and prayers have been so focused on Gaza and Israel that we have almost forgotten the Ukraine. Yet the threat from Russia hasn't gone away, nor has the war. So we pray that the Ukrainians will never lose hope. Hope that another world is still possible. A world where justice flows where rights are restored, and where hope can sustain. Amen. As we have entered this covenant, not for ourselves alone, but as God's servants and witnesses, let us pray for the church and for the world. Loving God, Hear us as we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Pray next for that the world may be. Inspire and lead all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Establish justice and peace among all people. Have compassion on all who suffer from any sickness grief or trouble. We praise you for all your saints who have entered your eternal glory. Bring us all to share in your 
Let us pray in silence for our own needs and for those of others. Lord, our God, you have helped us by your grace to make these prayers. And you have promised through Jesus Christ, our Lord, that when two or three agree in his name, you will grant what they ask. Answer now your servants' prayers according to their needs. In this world, grant that we may truly know you, and in the world to come, graciously give us eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us join together in the words that Jesus has given us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Stand now to sing the Charles Wesley hymn, O Thou Who Camest From Above.
So what have you made? What have you done? Tell us all about it. It's a headband with ears on. Well, please come and model it for us. All right. Well, this will be very interesting. Okay. Oh, model, model, model. Zach, pop it on. That's it. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> Miss Wilson. Oh, sorry, Mummy. You're after Miss Wilson. God. You're right out there, aren't you, Rachel? So, who have you got? Hold on. Uh, gran, is that grandmama? Grandma. Grandma, God, Dad, friends, and Mummy. People in need Daddy, God, Granny, Mummy, and birds. That's very sensible. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing those with us. So have you practiced your listening to people while you're out? Yeah. We were listening to things in the bag. Listen to things in the bag. That sounds exciting. Well, thank you very much for sharing with us. Would you please stand? The Lord has made an everlasting covenant with his people. The peace of the Lord be always with you. We're going to sing again now. We have nothing to give.
The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God our Father, fountain of goodness, creator of all that is, you have made us in your own image. You have given us life and reason and love for one another, setting in our hearts a hunger for you. In darkness you are our light, in adversity and temptation our strength. You bear patiently with our folly and sin, granting us your law to guide us and your prophets to renew our faith. In the fullness of time, you came to us in love and mercy in Jesus Christ, your living word full of grace and truth. He lived among us declaring your forgiveness and revealing your wisdom in works of mercy and in his word of power. For us, he suffered and died upon the cross, by death, destroying death. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him, you sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your people, gathered together in every time and place to glorify your holy name. With them and all the company of heaven, we join in the unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy God, pour out your spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this and eat it. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And so, Lord, we obey his command with this bread and this cup by which we recall his death and resurrection by the source of our life and salvation. Grant that we who share in this holy sacrament may be united by your spirit and grow into perfect love. Bring us with those who have done your will in every age into the light of your presence and the joy of your kingdom. Through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, 
We worship you in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. The things of God for God's holy people. Jesus Christ is holy. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me shall not hunger, and those who believe in me shall never thirst. Draw near with faith. Let us pray. Faithful God, with these holy gifts, you have fed and strengthened us in Jesus Christ, your Son. Guide us on our way, that with all your faithful people, we may come to share the feast of your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We stand to sing our final hymn, Forth in Thy Name, O Lord, I Go.
May the God whose longing is for justice and whose passion is for the freedom of all strengthen us to work for all that makes for peace and the blessing of the living God, creator, redeemer and spirit be with us all now and always. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.